I just really want to drink Mike's Hard Lemonade, so I'm just going to leave the church and... <laughs> Mike's Hard. Don't leave the church for Mike's Hard, okay? It's not worth it. <laughs> This episode of the podcast of Clough Chronicles is going to be our first one with a guest. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Thank guest. Thank you. Gosh, what a pleasure and privilege. Yeah. Natalie, would you like your last name to be said? You can just leave me as Natalie. I'm just sort of like Sia and Shakira. Natalie Anonymous. Ooh. Only Secret. a first C. <laughs> Anonymous Natalie. So the reason that we wanted to bring Natalie on today, well, first, give us a little bit of background about who you are, Natalie. Do you, are you a listener of the podcast? I am a listener of the podcast. This is actually my second appearance on your podcast. Yes, but when you were on before, it was called Ambitious, not Clough Chronicles. That's true. That's true. Did you I, that mm-hmm. episode, Braden? Nope. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't <laughs> listen to that one. I was just going to say, I'm like, you've been in the podcast? But now I think I remember you, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it was, was in LA. It, but I can't remember. It was. It was in LA. Yeah, I don't think I listened to it. I need to go back and check no. that one out. How dare you? Yeah, we've yeah. just released so much great content. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just slinging out content left yeah. and right. Natalie and I are, are uh, friends. We met on Instagram a long time ago, about a year ago, right? Over, yeah. Over a year ago? Mm-hmm. And we have become great friends, and now we are content creators. We just did a photo shoot yesterday, and do you like being in the Pacific Northwest? I love it. I would love to move here. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just, I I mean, I live in Palm Springs, so I've been there for about 15 years. I think I'm a little dry on the desert, ready for some moisture. We all know how. Moist is a fun word to say. Yeah, moist. <laughs> moist. And the Pacific Northwest kind of sucks you in, doesn't it? It's so moist it here. It does. Yeah. Sucks you in. The moisture sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can keep going with those if you want to keep going with moisture jokes. And no, nah, we should stop it there, in. I think. Okay. <laughs> so, the, the reason why we wanted to bring... Yeah, it was, that was my next question. I was like, why did you want to feel like bringing her on again? Well, this was something that you and I talked about. So everything that we, that this podcast, everything that happens on this podcast is a joint decision. Right. Between Brayden and I, because it's called Clough Chronicles. Yeah. And, um, it takes anyway, two to tango. <laughs> quite. And, um, <laughs> the thing that's so cool about the two of you, the dynamic between Natalie and Brayden is that is the transition of your guys' lives religiously. And our sister Jasmine, she... Shout out. Yeah, Jasmine. Hey, Hi, she Jasmine. Sh- shout out like every episode. We talk about her <laughs> I know, a lot. Because she's awesome. She was she like, is. oh, I think a really cool episode would be to talk about like Braden's transition away from the Mormon church, the LDS church, and mm-hmm. Natalie's transition into it. So that's, I, I guess... Mm. What was that in her comment, too? She recommended that? Well, she just wanted... She didn't mention Natalie, mm. but uh, I just thought it could be a cool dynamic because, you know, she's on, the like, the opposite side of the spectrum in that transition. Right. And I'm kind of like a neutral party. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, how, how so? Explain that a little bit. Yeah. How are you a neutral party? Okay. Let me get a drink. The reason I'm a neutral party is because I'm transitioning neither out nor in. I'm already in... I've always been in, 
you know it'd be cool it's like, like another party like a fourth party a fourth person who has never been in the church oh we should have brought emily on yes. for this one would have been perfect never been uh, or isn't religious is she religious she has like zero religious background yeah that would be so, so nice it's like refreshing to yeah be with someone who just has no no religious background and no just like religious. such a to me like an open mind with everything that, that i'm cool. explaining to her she asks a lot of really good questions and super curious about a lot of stuff but is able to you know doesn't have any like tainted kind of yeah. opinions on things because it's like she's just open to everything it's great well so tell tell me and natalie your so when you talk to emily about your religious views what are they what are my religious views currently or, or well i guess they? you're i guess not religious but you're spiritual that's a better question. That helps me a little bit. Yeah, because you don't like, go to I church. I have religious views. Yeah, you're not really like a um, affiliated with an organized religion. Right. Yeah, um, which actually is probably a good um, kind of segue into why I felt like I wanted to leave the church is just because of the organization and because of some of the people that are, I mean, without naming any names, obviously, but some um, people that are affili- affiliated with the church that I had a really hard time with and a really um, weird relationship with Hmm. that led me to just kind of question things. And, um, but I guess that wasn't really your question. Your question was in my, well, where where am I at spiritually? But I think that is um, so open-ended that it's so hard to explain. I always have a really hard time explaining that thing because they're like, well, do you believe in God? And I was like, I think so. And then they're like, well, are you like an atheist? And I'm like, oh, no, not at all. And it's just all, I just don't like to put titles on things like that mm-hmm. because it, um, cause it doesn't describe me. So when I'm answering the question, it's just like, I just explain it differently. Kind of like there could be, or there might not be kind of, what's the word for that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Could There's be or could not be. Yeah. Like when you're like, you think there could be a God, but you're not like, you don't really believe that there is a God. It's sort of open-ended. Hmm. Yeah, there is a word for that. I yeah, I just feel like I had religion in my life so much when I was younger, uh-huh. and then now after just being away from it for a little bit, I just enjoy the feeling of not having that on and, what felt like on my shoulders kind of at the time. And so I've just been taking a break, and it's been. Um, I mean, I've found that I'm a lot more happy, a lot more myself, mm. and so when people ask me religious questions, I just kind of tell them that right now in my life, I'm not necessarily. Um, even exploring that section I'm more just like feeling what it's like being like having a little gap between those two oh yeah if that makes sense it does make sense I respect that stepping away to see how it is that you feel and not simply because you want to believe in everything that what you've always been taught or been told Mm -hmm. but you want to find out what it is for myself what my yeah like what my purpose is or what my yeah why I'm in this area why I'm here why I meet the people I meet, you know? Yeah, for sure. Natalie, you grew up Christian, correct? I did. Um, It was something that uh, at the time when I was younger, my parents were in the Christian church and in the Christian faith. And, uh, you know, they both fell away from it themselves. Um, It was similar in the sense that, you know, I, when I was young, it was just, placed upon me you know and so I uh, just went to church and kind of grew up at least getting the foundations of that and understanding it Um, 
and having it be in my life. So there was a love of God, you know, impressed upon my heart from from a young age. Uh, but I also would say that it was not consistently encouraged, not to the extent that I understand you, it was for you guys. It was not, um, something that was always just, this is what we do every day. This is how we live. Um, particularly probably because my parents fell away from it somewhere within my younger age of time. So, uh, looking back in retrospect, Uh, There were so many times where God was like this bumper, if you think of like um, bumper bowling, where my Mm -hmm. life, you know, was going in a direction and he would say like, okay, but don't forget this here. And I, I was aware of it. I was mindful of it, you know, that uh, who God was and that, yes, it's important to have a relationship with him or it's important to love God and to, you know, there's rules, if you will, you know, or guidelines that we're supposed to be mindful of. And, you know, um, but I always just was very lukewarm about it because no one was really instilling me. No one was helping me that was older and more mature to guide me and to really understand the depths of why we do that. Not just this is what we do. It's taught, but the real root and reasons of why the pain that it can, can be caused the things that can happen by not really, um, living in that um and Mm -hmm. so i just kind of lived my life with that mindset of you know christianity and much on and off i would go back to the church go back into a church had my understandings but never really lived for god and so that's what you like about the mormon religion specifically is how much it involves you and how much it becomes a part of your day-to-day life instead of just like a occasional bumpers i think what drew me truly was the um, level of accountability that came, uh, that was probably the tipping of the scale. And when I say accountability, I want to be very clear that it is not the same thing as micromanagement. It's not the same thing um, as I understand it. It is not the same thing as, uh, you know, a thumb over me. But that is because I'm in that mindset already. When someone is in the mindset of wanting to break free from invisible chains that they think are around them, any other type of accountability is going to feel like a tightening of those chains. And those chains are not even necessarily there to begin with. Hmm. And so um, when I walked through those doors, it was that sense of accountability that I believe for the entirety of my life, I always craved and never had. Um, it's just interesting hearing it from that perspective because uh, from Braden and my perspective, we grew up in the church and it was always very much a lifestyle, a culture, a structure. And some things about the culture, which Braden, you just said that you struggle with, like the people, right? Something Natalie that you said that I struggle with, with the church is feeling like there's certain things that you do in the church at certain ages that you do because it's like a checkpoint. And because of the culture of the church and, you know, different aspects that we could get into, there's certain things that you, that you kind of have to be careful what you say because of sacredness or whatever. And I feel like I wasn't properly educated or informed about certain things that I did, like covenants and promises that I made with God that now I just have to live by and uphold even though when I got into them, I didn't really fully know exactly what it was I was getting into. In my first immediate 
feelings to that is resentment toward the church. Well, or towards the culture, I guess, of the church, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's just, I'm trying to work through that, like um, how to deal with living and upholding those standards and those promises that I made, even though I d- didn't know fully about what it was that I was getting into when I did. Um, I don't know. I guess that's sort of a perspective that I've been noticing I have lately. Yeah. Dang, it's hard to it's hard to follow all of that without being specific about what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Well we can be like, specific. Oh, I'm trying to I mean, I'm just trying to thinking how people listening right now would be able to kind of follow what you're saying who don't really know necessarily, like about commitments with God or well, about like when you get baptized like what the church is about. Yeah. You, you get baptized when you're eight years old and it's because that's the age of accountability in the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. Should we call it Mormon church? Or were you supposed to call it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I guess it doesn't really matter as long as you know what we're talking about. There you go. But anyway, you get baptized at eight. And like, I don't know, how much do you really know when you're eight? And then when you, uh, when I was 19, I, I think I was 19. Maybe I just barely turned 19. You go to the temple and you go and get you go and make covenants and promises with God that you'll uphold certain standards and not do certain things and do certain things to represent him to take his name on mm-hmm. you and to live a certain lifestyle um and sometimes i feel like well i didn't really know what kind of life i didn't even know who i was yet my 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 brain's not even fully developed at 19 so i don't know what are your thoughts? <laughs> Anybody chime in, please. I, <laughs> Somebody speak. Something that I've, uh, you know, I've, that really helps me along the way, um, because in order for me to really wrap my mind around every single uh, lesson, the lessons I've had to learn about the LDS church, um, you know, the lessons that I look back on that I do remember learning in the Christian church. Uh, and, Everything in our life is where we perceive. It's perspective. And it's a choice. That's black and white. People have this tendency to want to justify much of what they choose to do. And so therefore, they allow their perspective to fall into one place or another. A lot of these things are very black and white. They do not have to be gray. They do not have to be veiled. And so my relationship with God is is the most important part of of my journey in religion in my journey with choosing the LDS church to choose to walk into that um and everything else that falls beneath that um comes naturally from within my heart my heart is moved in that because i make that choice it's similar to making a relationship and a covenant with another human another person that you see visually in front of you i wake up and i choose you today i choose to love you and because i choose to love you all that lies beneath your umbrella is going to be that choice for me too and i'm going to work through it and it's going to be hard sometimes i may not understand you i might be confused i may not even like what we're facing right now but i choose you and therefore i'm going to learn through it and work through it and that's a lot of what has helped me that's a good point but what about when you didn't really get a chance to truly experience 
like when if you choose somebody that you're you know you're married to or in a partnership with you chose them because of your experience with other people and your experience of dating but sometimes with like the with the church i didn't really have a chance i guess to experience anything else and it's sort of all i really know and now that i've made these decisions with the church if i decide to like do anything else or or break them or experiment the consequences are fairly severe and it's painful and a long road if that makes sense that makes sense i felt a lot of that too with leaving the church kind of just like i mean after you go through you know like you go through the temple you make all the covenants you were talking about and then um there's just such a process with the exit of the whole thing i mean it's like i wasn't necessarily sure if i wanted to leave i was just like okay well let's just kind of get more information and ask ask a a lot of questions transition out it's i feel like it was a lot quicker than i let people understand at the time so mentally i feel like i was a lot more detached from the church but i kind of just because of awkward social situations and with the family i was just very um, kind of hanging on to that just mm. because of the awkwardness of having that conversation. Yeah. And so I just kind of felt like it would be better to kind of slowly exit, which I think with our family, it was probably a good idea um, just to keep every, I mean, it's always best to be honest, I feel like, but going back, I definitely don't regret anything in the way I did it, did that whole, or the way I chose to go about telling everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just good to let it happen baby on its steps. own terms. Yeah. Little baby steps. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're happier now than you've ever been. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because those bumpers aren't there, like the, on the I just feel like I'm able to. I mean, it's. I've always had. Well, when I when I mention to people um, that I used to be Mormon, their first question is, or I, mean, I guess their reaction is just like, oh, kind of like, <laughs> oh, you were a Mormon. <laughs> and then if they ask questions or they want to want me to go more into detail, the first thing I always say is just like, I definitely respect the heck out of people who are still in the Mormon religion. I'm like, it's not an easy thing to do. And when anybody can commit to something that hard, like no matter what it is, if they're able to really live their lives in such a straight line and just understand yeah. things and go for it, I'm like, good on you. Like, that's great. Yeah. But for me, I just felt a little bit like you were saying, Natalie, about um, like a thumb being pressed over you. That's exactly what I was feeling. I'm just like, wow, I feel like so much pressure right now. I just am not um, with what I understand about the religion and what I understand about what it asks of me. It's just not appealing to me. And so I was like, well, let me just kind of try a little bit of distance and see how I react to that. And it immediately was just a lot better. Um, the relationship with the family was tough at first, but then now I feel like I'm closer with everybody than I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I mean, with a really awesome girlfriend that I really love. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I mean, there's nothing that I would change about any decisions that I've made. That's really cool. When I first talked to you, Natalie, about the church, I remember, you know, without you didn't have a lot of education about the mormon religion um i'm not afraid or ashamed to talk about it or to say that i'm mormon or a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints whatever (laughs) so in the your first reaction or response was about joseph smith you wanted to know about him Mm -hmm. and his background the decisions he made because that's kind of foundational to the church Mm -hmm. um so now that you're coming into the church like you're getting baptized in three weeks yeah two and a half weeks yeah at the end of the month so how did you like how do you 
how'd you get that over was, that? Or? It's been a journey in that aspect. Personally, uh, I'm very big on research. Um, I'm big on science. I'm big on understanding. I'm big on theology. I need to understand historics. You know, I understand that faith comes into play. And at the end of the day, in every single religion, even Buddhist, mm-hmm. it is faith. It, there is that spirituality realm where, again, it comes down to choice, faith. Yeah. And um, and so I understand that element, but I needed to have some meat um, and needed to read thoroughly and from reading gather questions and walk into that church and present those questions to people who could answer them and then trust in choice and faith that the dots that needed to be connected filling in from knowledge and faith together would be if it was the right thing for me and that is the path that I've been led on um you know to go you know as I hear you guys speak and I think about a a lot of a lot about my cousins um, on my father's side who grew up very, very much like you, but with uh, Christianity, um, where it was, I mean, routine pattern of every Sunday, how things were, how just going to their home, I couldn't even watch The Little Mermaid. Um, I mean, it was just things were just so very, very, wow. very strict if you will i hate to use that word but i'm going to use that word they, they just were <laughs> too immodest seashells yeah is that the <laughs> i think so that why. fin oh, was okay. flipping around too much a little uh, too wildly yeah. too crazy <laughs> ursula's boobs were too big um, <laughs> uh, they are pretty huge <laughs> <laughs> bouncing around anyway i do not want to think about ursula's boobs right now <laughs> come on come on do it octopus um <laughs> what <laughs> she was an octopus oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Is that like some kind of slang for, for boobs now? No. <laughs> Did you see those octopuses on that line? <laughs> Octopi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think about them as I hear you guys, and because it's not just the LDS faith, it's, it's, it's church. So if we want to look at culture and church culture, yeah. There's a very big difference what we're talking about here about a relationship with God versus church culture. Can I say something? Yeah. That's a good point, though. I like that. I was just going to back Thank that you. point up. Yes. I, I was going to like add my... <laughs> Let me just interrupt you to add my bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was to back up that bit. Yeah, I know. I got it. <laughs> I feel like my relationship with the church and my relationship with God are two separate things because personal revelation and me as an individual i'm on my own journey i'm and uh, yes it does align with the church and i know that i'm saying all these things about resenting the church and the culture and things but i do actually really love the church i love it i love its guidelines and i i really value my relationship with god most above all but does that make sense like i'm trying to back up that point they're they're I believe that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is God's church, but I still believe that I'm my own person. The church is its own thing, and me and my relationship with God is very personal and unique aside from my relationship with the church. I think that's awesome, and I wish more people in the LDS church specifically believed that same thing because I think a lot of people who necessarily aren't... um, um, what am I trying to say here? Like the people who are in the church feel like they're stuck. And so they're unhappy. Even, I mean, even let's say like the church is hundred percent true. It's like, even if they're stuck in there and they don't feel that way, 
they're being like guilted into staying, but it's exactly. like you shouldn't be Gosh. in the church because you feel guilty. You should yeah, be there motivated. because you believe it's true. Exactly. They're motivated by, by guilt or by fear yeah. or from feeling shame. And so my approach to all that, and this might be controversial, I don't know. It will be. But my, my approach is to, if there's something that I maybe don't have a testimony of that the church has a guideline on, I will prayerfully, so being mindful of my relationship with God, I'll prayerfully explore that thing. Like, for example, coffee. The church has a, sta- has a, a rule, I guess, or a commandment to not drink coffee, which, Natalie, you're experiencing the withdrawals. <laughs> Because you're, yeah. how are you doing? What, what day are you on? It's been like three weeks. Three weeks. It's been not a drop, huh? Not a drop. What? I know. Nice she work. smells it though. She goes into her kitchen and sniffs her coffee I, beans. I literally it's have cheating. a. I have a jar <laughs> that has holes in it with coffee beans, and I just <laughs> sniff it. Like, you just inhale the caffeine inhale through your it. nose. Yeah. So Natalie has had to stop drinking coffee in order to, as a prerequisite to getting baptized into the church. So I'm baptized and all that, and I had ha- I never had drank coffee so i'm like okay but i'm i just feel curious about that thing it's something that entices me and that i want to know about and i want to know how i feel about coffee not just because of what the church says or what other people say or because it's a rule that i have to live in order to stay in the church i want to know how i feel about it i don't want to leave the church i just want to know about this one thing so i went out and i i said a prayer i said god i'm gonna drink some coffee <laughs> so i drank coffee and then I just like talk about it. I talk about coffee. I learn about it and I explore my feelings around it. And I, and then I pray again afterwards and I re I, I like, you know, touch base again with God about how I felt. And then after I conclude that specific experience, I move on to the next one. And so the controversial, the controversial aspect is that it can, seem like it might create a snowball effect like oh first it's coffee and then it's drugs and then he's just gonna be sleeping around but the th- and, and that might be that way which is why i just have to be really careful and maintain my relationship with god so that i always know where i stand and have a level of confidence in myself and know what i'm doing does that make sense yeah and it, makes just, sense to it me. seems to work so far that's good yeah, I think it's cool you're taking a really personal approach to it and not taking a, you know, not really playing by anybody else's rule book. You're like, this is my life. Yeah, it's this my is path. God created me and I have a personal relationship with him and this is how we communicate and I'm happy, he's happy. Yeah, and if, and if there's... You feel not, you know, you're not feeling guilty about anything, you're still doing, you know, go, like attending your church and doing... <laughs> that whole thing. So I think that's great. Yeah, and then if there's consequences that I need to, um, like if I want to stay in the church, I mean, I, then I, I, I have to I need to stop drinking coffee. And like, you know, if there's consequences to that, then I have to face them for an action that I chose, which I'm willing to do. That's just part of life, I think, yeah. experience and learning. And some people I think, I just really want to drink Mike's Hard Lemonade, so I'm just going to leave the church. and <laughs> Mike's Hard. Don't leave the church for Mike's Hard, okay? It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> oh man, I thought that was like a specific example you were naming that somebody no. did that. It's like, oh goodness, does that make sense, Natalie? What I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I I'm not 100 percent on board with that personally. Um, okay. 
but but I understand it at the same time. I understand um, particularly the way that you guys both grew up and the church culture being much more prevalent than the building of the relationship with God and um, recognizing that that actually comes first. And then what follows is, you know, your relationship with the church, to the church, within the church. Uh, you know, sometimes, in, especially when it is um, cultural, especially when it is just instilled, it sometimes yeah. flip-flops and it becomes that church culture first. And with kids, you know, uh, just like with my cousins as well, it just, that's how, and, and, and it's unfortunate, I've seen it many times where some people choose to completely drop off. They just can't handle it anymore. And they they go into the whatever direction that they want to go in completely away from right that you mm-hmm. know and then to to find their way back to even a relationship with god is is that much harder so understanding my viewpoint though about the whole coffee thing and the exploration but not agreeing fully mm-hmm. how what would be a better or what would be your approach i suppose to to i guess what i'm trying to explain you mean explaining it as you're explaining it or my actual well, you just you just said that you you understand what I'm saying, but you're not on board completely with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering what would be a different approach. Well, I think the best way that I can answer that because it, that would be like me coming with a contradictory response to you, and that's not something that I want to do. I'm not going to contradict your thought. Your linear thought is important. You can. If you um, want to. I'm open to like being wrong. This is like smack me in the face. I, yeah, do it. I don't think this is a <laughs> matter of it. like it's not that. <laughs> Because it's, it, it, who am I to say, right or wrong, you know, in that aspect? This is, we're talking about relationships with God and religion. So this is, it, it is sensitive in that aspect of, of respecting each other's hearts and what we value yeah. as we learn. You know, what I would say personally is that um, there's a term like lukewarm or straddling the line where my foot, uh, I'm just like looking at this cracking this cement outside and thinking about straddling that, that you know of just your foot is on one side uh, and you're walking that way okay. where it really becomes uh, it what that does and what I've seen it do I've seen it within myself is that all of the decisions everything really becomes more about how I feel about every single thing that I'm approaching and then wherever God kind of fits in there conveniently to make to increasing the positivity of what I'm choosing as I straddle is the lifestyle with which I end up living. So you're advocating to adjust our lifestyle to fit what God has said and not conveniently fit God into where we are. Exactly. And okay. it and it becomes very, very, very easy to to skew that and to yeah. and I can see how my approach is very um, it's a dangerous line to walk. For sure. It's hard. It's just hard. <laughs> I have kind of a, a whole different approach to what you guys are saying. It's kind of like with um, like with what you're saying, the communication with God is really important. With what you're saying, Ammon, I guess I should say who I'm talking to. <laughs> I'm pointing with my hand. Nobody can see that. Um, the, your approach is more of a, of a, okay, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to, like, ask God first and then see what he tells me or, like, let me understand his point of view before I kind of go into it. Yeah. And then with you, Natalie, it's like, well, this is the way God is, and, you know, he's, like, 
he has his way of doing things. He's the almighty. So I need to adjust the way I am to match his, what he wants. And for me, I just kind of have like a God created me. He wants me to be happy. So I'm going to chase whatever that is. And I feel like as long as I'm, you know, I'm obviously not like hurting anybody else or just, um, you know, just doing things that, um, are, you know, helping me grow, helping uh, like lift up other people around me. Mm -hmm. I don't really ask permission to do things. I just kind of go with my own thing. I learn from my experiences, from other people's experiences and from, you know, just like knowledge that I carry along the way. And it's kind of just like, this is the way that I want to do it. And that's the way that I feel like is meant meant to be just each people as an individual, not everybody having the same goal of like God being the almighty. Because I feel like that kind of eliminates some uniqueness or individuality in some people, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does, but I, well, it makes sense what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And my thought to that is that I can see where when we have things that we really just want to do. Again, I'm, I'm black and white. So plain and simple, there are things in this world that we just, I just want to do this. I want to go have a six pack of beer. That's what I feel like doing today. I want to get drunk tonight. So that makes me feel good. I'm not going to hurt anyone. I'm just drinking. It's just me having a good time, laughing with my friends, camaraderie, right. all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, and I mean, God's not striking me down right now. Tomorrow I'll wake up. It's a new day. And maybe I won't feel like drinking a six pack of beer and drinking and to get drunk. Um, and that's how I feel that day. And there's no immediate consequence to that either. There's no immediate, God isn't going to come down and strike you down. He wants us to be happy, of course. And Mm -hmm. so when we battle that of like, well, this is just what I want. This is who I am. I feel like this is how God made me. Right. I can handle my booze. I know that I can, you know, I've got this, I can take shots, you know, and all that. And that's how God made me. And so, and not to say that it's all to that extreme. I'm just Mm -hmm. using that as an example of, you know, uh, it's, in that mindset, it, it, it is it becomes very self-reflectively inward, self-focused. You know, self. That's what the world kind of teaches. You walk into any store that is holistic, and what do you read on every book? Self-help, self-focus, self-spirituality, self-uplifting. You've got this. You know, yeah. you shine. It's all you, mm-hmm. and it is so so very again, easy to fall into that realm where it is, you're not being selfish, but you are self-focused. And that is to, to me, not what we are brought here to do, what mm-hmm. we're meant here on this earth to do. And, um, and so, but to, so it becomes that choice. It's, it's mm-hmm. really that black and white. Something that I think is really important though, about that self-focus that you're talking about. I like that you don't say self or what was the word that you didn't want to say selfish or self involved or whatever that Mm -hmm. is you chose self-focus which um i feel like the way you're looking at it is considered negative but i see it as um necessary in life to be self-focused so you can understand where um where you stand what your views are and then that's kind of when you're able to contribute to other bigger more um, like the bigger picture type thing but I think in order for you to do that effectively, it's important for you to see yourself as who you are and really understand but the, you're the not, purpose that you are. You're not not doing that by choosing to have a relationship with God, by God being like first and having, right. it's kind of, you know, even just you love your mom, you love your dad, you, you know, your mom, she is 
the world. Hi, Karen. I love you. Um, you know, she really is. She truly <laughs> She's is. She's going to love that. Uh, <laughs> amazing Karen. woman. And uh-huh. I, I even see how you look at her just even when you're standing in the kitchen and you just look at her. You love her. There's nothing that you would do to hurt her. She mm-hmm. is that first woman in your life you know, before your girlfriend, even she is that first woman and the things that she's taught you along the way, church culture aside, I know in your core, you hold dear, you value. That's what rattles in your mind when you're going to make the next decision. She, you know, is that core. And so in that you're not self-focused by putting her and keeping her first and respecting her and looking to her and entrusting that what she is teaching you is completely and wholly out of love, selfless love. That is what God wants for us too. It is selfless love. And so right. everything that he teaches, everything she teaches you is so you don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So that she, because she knows ahead of you what you're going to face, she's already lived. So she can guide and structure and, and, and all to help you to be strong, to be who you are, but without all that, like any pain. And I mean, uh, yes, there's pain in life, but you know, it is selfless, truly selfless love. And it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. Right. And you're not losing yourself by continuing to walk in that. And I still, and you do, I think you do that now, even just subconsciously. Mm-hmm because of the role that you put her in. And that's a choice. You wake up every day with her in that role. So it's the same with what we do with God. But because he's not here, we don't see him. He's not striking us down. Mm -hmm. And the world does present us with many, many things that even lead us to believe, gets us to know ourselves better. It's not necessarily that we're getting to know ourselves better. We just know now how we react to those things. You know yourself. You know how you react to drinking beer now. You know what your body does. You know what it feels good and where your line is that tips you over to being drunk. You know, you know how you feel about, um, you know, having one partner, sticking with that one partner, who she is and how that represents. You know how you feel with that. But that doesn't mean that you just are knowing yourself better because of that. So I want to say something. I don't know any of those things because I've never done any of them meaning alcohol like drinking like how am i supposed to really be self-focused or know how i respond to those things or be self-confident or have self-worth when one it's been taken from me and then two i haven't had the experience with some of those things does that make sense i don't really know what you're trying to say yeah <laughs> i'm trying to figure well out. like you're talking about like you, just on the, the same lines of what you were just saying. Having, I mean, am I just coming out of left field here? No. You're, if I'm gathering you correctly, it, it's you're saying, well, how will I ever know that if I don't try it? Because God is guiding us to just not put that in our bodies to begin with. Right. So I'm facing that decision of do I try it anyway so I can see how many beers it takes for me to get drunk yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I don't think that I'm alone in saying that that people are curious about like what they're capable of or what how they respond to certain things or or why they're living a commandment without like just because it's what God wants or just because it's what 
people have told them that it's what God wants. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm having a hard time following you for whatever reason. It I just, don't know. So you're saying you're not alone in that decision or in that, not decision, but in, in that, that struggle. mindset. Yeah, that, that mindset uh-huh. of like, well, I, I, don't, I don't always really know exactly what's best for me. It's, it's mm-hmm. only because that's just what God told me. Like I'm trying to be self-focused in, in a good way, like the way that you're talking about, Natalie. But it's, it's hard sometimes because I'm simply going off of what the church has said or what other people have said God wants or because mm-hmm. it's what I've always just done. I've never had the experience myself, so I don't know right. exactly what I'm capable of or why. And that's kind of why I feel like it's so important to be, um, I don't know, just to make the decisions that you feel like you need to go through. Like, each person is totally different. Some people would be totally happy doing exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, I've never drank alcohol, I've never smoked or done whatever. And then they'd be like, yeah, I know it's the wrong thing. I know that this is what God wants, so it's fine. They're completely happy. Mm-hmm. But then with other people, like with, I think I was the same way that you are right now mm-hmm. um, in the way of just like, oh, I kind of want to try it. Like a curiosity just drove me in and then not, um, I guess, like not wanting to feel the consequences of those actions. Mm-hmm. And then once I was separated from that and once I was um, being like who I thought like I wanted to be, mm-hmm. then that's when I kind of actually found myself and had experiences that I won't necessarily go into um, completely right now because that's a whole different discussion yeah but it's just like kind of like that aha moment that people talk about I'm just like oh okay finally like that this is what it's about this is who you, i'm supposed to be you felt like you couldn't do it when you're feeling squashed or when i was feeling squashed or when i was just make yeah like my decisions are being made for me like what you're talking mm-hmm. about like eight years old to do this 18 you do this yeah you yeah. know kind of just like all laid out for you and when i was away from that it just felt like i mean like a breath of fresh air yeah you know what i mean but again, that falls under the church culture. Each time you talk about this, what it sounds like you're referencing is the culture that you grew up in, what the church was doing to your... Mm-hmm. Well, what the your, views of the church were you know, putting into the people to be doing. I just didn't agree with the whole process. But people were an issue, but there was also like doctrine that I don't agree with. And there was um, certain you know, like laws they have or obligations that you're responsible to that I don't... I mean, didn't and still don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, it was, sorry, I'm not no mean to interrupt, but it's not like just the people. That's kind of, I guess that's not what I'm saying. Like, I know that a church isn't a, ref- or a, I guess vice versa, either way, the people aren't a reflection of how the church is and the church isn't a reflection on how the people are. I just think, yeah. I mean, cause that was an issue for a little bit. And then I actually talked to my dad about this. Um, right after I came home from my mission for a little bit and was just like, I'm having a hard time with this person. Like, I'm not sure about it. And then he told me that he was like, well, that's the people like God is perfect, but the people aren't. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, and that clicked. I'm like, okay, perfect. That's awesome. And then I was able to, you know, kind of brush that aside and move forward with the process that I needed to take. Yeah. I guess I could say equally as well as just as much energy as one wants to put towards finding one's self amidst outside of you know that lifestyle you once were living Mm -hmm. you could equally desire to put that much effort into pursuing your relationship with god what that really looks like for you right you can eat just as much put that energy into your relationship with him how your prayer life your you study 
you study the scriptures for yourself. You get on your knees and pray. It doesn't have to be on your knees, but you know, you you pray and formulate a real relationship with him for yourself, not yeah. because it was told to do. You can put just as much effort and energy into doing that. And so why would one not choose to give that just as much of a try as they would going towards the things that are enticing? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. I think people really should put, I mean, if you're going to make a decision to be one way, you should at least put in the effort to try to accept the whole picture in order to fully understand the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I did that when I was, I was pretty young. It was before my mission though, when I was starting to make those decisions in order to, you know, sacrifice two years of my life to do these things. I was like, you know, I should probably actually figure this out if this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I did, but like kind of, um, not wholeheartedly. It was kind of that last little push of just like, this is what you're supposed to do that got me out there. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm glad it happened, but it's just like not where I needed to be or not where I needed to be at that time anyways. I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense. Something you said, Natalie, about praying. I think um, I've, I've really tried to, I just try to personalize everything. I, I really try to focus on instead of, what everybody, the way that everybody has told me to pray, the way the things you're supposed to say or how you're supposed to say them, the words you need to use, which is again, part of the culture and things that, you know, your grandma teaches you. Um, I've tried to just really personal, like, how do I speak? How does, how would I speak to God instead of how other people have taught me to speak? How do I speak? And so I, I've tried to really focus on, on that. Just, I don't know. I think that's my focus right now lately has just been who am I to God? How do I operate with him? And what's my relationship with him? What does he want for me? And it's a struggle to find that sometimes. And it takes a lot of work and then a lot of things to happen in my personal life for me to learn those types of things. But I'm, you know, I, I don't think it's like a, I just think it's very necessary to go through that and to, to focus on my personal relationship with him with god and not with like any specific church i guess does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i like it makes sense to me yeah this, which is what i was saying you know before of you know having that pursuit just as much of a pursuit towards what can be enticing and, and, you know, seemingly interesting and whatnot, however you want to be those is you and finding yourself in that you, there is that possibility of finding yourself in pursuing your relationship with God on a personal level beyond what you were taught beyond those types of, of cultures and actually doing that for yourself, actually seeking him just as much as you're going to try and seek yourself in what the world is presenting to you. And that's a choice. I mean, you have to choose that. You can't be wishy-washy about that either and to say, well, I'm going to kind of start to do that while I, you know, find myself over here and in this thing and be able to do both with equal strength. Right. One will supersede. Like that's straddling. That's It's straddling. Serving two masters. Mm-hmm. God and mammon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. One will supersede the other. Do you think I'm doing that? Do you guys think I'm doing that? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Is that it's what happened. I'm doing? <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, I, I kind of felt like that's the way that I was um, dealing with everything when everything started to change. Everything started to flip-flop on my views and everything started to change. I just felt like that scripture that you cannot serve God and mammon is the one that kept playing over and over in my head. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. This is exactly what's happening. Um, but yeah, that's funny that you're saying that because I totally remember exactly the same same thing. Yeah, it's not what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm simply genuinely trying to just find my place mm-hmm. in society. Going through like transitions with my marriage, going through uh, a move and then like entering this new world of being single and uh, how I feel about the church. Like everything is, it's very much me focused. Like mm-hmm. I have to think about what it is that I want and how much time I need and where I want to live, what I want to do for work, how I'm going to make, it's all very me focused. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so as I do that, I do seek God in all of it. Um, I, I could do better. Like I could do it m- more regularly, but I'm, I'm doing my best, like my very, very best to, to seek him and, and what he wants for me in every footstep. Um, just yeah i don't i don't think that i always do the perfect job so i guess that's just part of the the process yeah yeah i feel like knowing you for 26 years <laughs> is like hearing exactly what you're talking about how using this time when everything's kind of changing to really like adjust and you know focus inward a little bit and like really what do i want um i think a lot of that has to do with because your your decisions right now aren't affecting somebody or as many people as they were before so it's like you feel a lot more free and you think that the decisions you're making are yours which is great and i think that it's the best time to explore exactly what you're talking about just like really kind of um understanding why you believe the things you do and just like if you're going to question things i feel like this time is the best time to do it yeah and then because i've known you for so long i feel like that's necessary for your type of personality of just like being really curious and um, like very respectful at the same time. I'm I don't Pisces. I got. I just. I don't. I don't think it's like reckless at all. I think it's just like healthy for yeah. Developing your yourself, I guess, is what I'm saying. Natalie, thoughts. This podcast is all about me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But do you have anything to add to that? Um. Well, I, I mean, I always support you. You see, so you have my support in everything that you choose to do. Thanks. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a big fat but on the end of that sentence. No buts. No buts. Well, I do appreciate that. Um, it's been nice to like surround myself around good people and being with family and things as I, you know, go through, you know, but not just me. Like, it's not just me. Like, we all go through transitions. So as we go through transitions in life, what I've been trying to do is just surround myself by people who believe in me, who support me, who are going to like tell me if I'm doing something wrong or whatever. But as I've been doing that, I've noticed a lot of people will try to give me a lot of advice. They'll try and push their agenda on me or their timing. Um, And either because they want something from me or because they like the relationship and what I represent to them. Like, you ever notice how when you and your best friend are hanging out you're in, when you're kids or something and then they want to go off to college, 
like you're sort of happy for them, but you almost don't want them to because it it's threatening to your relationship with them. Sometimes I feel like people do that with me because they like who I am to them in the capacity that I currently am. And so when I get divorced or when I want to do something else or um, go off to college, metaphorically, it means a shift in, in uh, who I am to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have to be true to my process. And like what you were saying, Braden, my curiosity, my um, who I am so that when I come out the other side or when I am in a position to, you know, make decisions, more solid decisions, I know where I stand confidently. Right. That's just me. Yeah. I like that. It's important to have your feet planted in the ground and you're making decisions. Mm -hmm. It's good. I wish it was always the case. I wish that we could always have our feet planted that firm, but it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. And going back to, sometimes you just got to jump. Yeah. And and going back to like the topic of this podcast, the church, sometimes it's hard to do those things to explore while staying in the church, which I am, I I want to do. And I am trying to do, because like I said before, I do love the church and I, Mm -hmm. I believe it's teachings and it's, it makes me very happy. I like what it stands for. I I do believe that it's where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm just being very honest about some of the things that I struggle with. Um, I believe all the doctrine. I, I believe, um, you know, everything that it, like all the commandments and things, and I try to live them to the best that I can. I just also try to be true to myself and explore safely, you know, with boundaries. That's, that's the thing. There need to be boundaries. So before I get into a situation, I say, okay, here's my line though. Here's what I want to do, but here's, here's my line. Mm -hmm. So that I know I'm not doing anything. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, good place to end or what? (laughs) Yeah. I got to get going pretty soon actually. Okay. I think that, you know, I mean, ultimately, uh, I, I love both of you. God loves all of us, you know, and, uh, you know, to have the, you know, I make my choices. I know, you know, um, that I would essentially love that we were on the same plane in the same mindset, but how I feel about you guys, that doesn't change. And I think when it comes to open-mindedness and things, you know, when people in this case, it's like, not that I'm close minded um, because I take you as 100% completely as you are and um, and love you just the same and love you, if not harder, and am there to support every part of you. And even if there, I disagree or even if there are elements there that are just, you know, um, it's not within my wavelength, that doesn't um, change any of that. And sometimes it is it, it does break my heart a little bit to see others do that where they might carry the same minds if they're sitting here where I am right now and having this conversation where then it would alter how they look at you or even how they act towards you. And that can turn people even further away from ever wanting to pursue their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really good way to summarize and, and a really good point that needs to be made in this episode is that each one of us have a different perspective and, but each one of us are being open-minded to the other. Like, Brayden, I still love and support you and accept you. 
for all of who you are, just like you do me and Natalie. Like it's, and when people choose to live a certain lifestyle that's different from another person, and then they build up resentment towards each other or, or kick each other out of their lives, I don't think that that's fair or what God would want mm-hmm. at all for any for anyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing up that point. That's a really good point just to be open-minded yeah, i think it's so important that people like us who i mean all three of us are very similar but extremely different at the same time mm-hmm. and i think that's so cool that we're all so close at the same time even though we have a lot of different beliefs a lot of different views and perspectives and experiences yeah. it's also different but that's the beauty of exactly what we're doing it's just like good conversation and being open-minded about everything and accepting each other for who we are mm-hmm. and i think it's yeah. I mean, I'm really happy that we all are together right now. It's great. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to support this podcast, the easiest way is to subscribe or tell a friend or leave a rating on iTunes or just send us money. The link for that is in the show notes. Follow Ammon on Instagram at Ammon Clough. And Braden at Braden.pnw. 